What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We are your health advocates extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. If you haven't already, be sure to join the Black Health Academy for free at www.theblackhealthacademy.com. Jay, what up? Man, listen, I'm just going to dive right into this really, really quick because we spoke about it last week. Let's get it. Evolving Black Love. We talked about it on our last episode and I was really angry at the men who did not want to participate in the women who allowed it. Um, but we had the, the event and it turned out um, really, really good. We had a great turnout. You were the guest speaker there along with two other speakers. And it really, really was life-changing for some couples that were there. So I just want to really thank you, first of all, for mm-hmm. coming and doing your thing. Mm. You know, speaking is your jam, as you say. Speaking is my jam. <laughs> and I want to thank all the couples who came, who were receptive to an event that they've never, you know, been to before. And I want to thank everyone who was on the team. The event... You know, we we really tried our best to give it good content and, and have the couples leaving with things mm-hmm. that they actually can apply to their relationship. And we succeeded at that. Yes. So the next event will be uh, less hiccup. It will be hiccup free. Uh-huh. But for it being the first event, I'm really proud um, of everyone who was involved. And I agree. Yeah, th- I agree. that's what I want to say about that. Yes, it was a really good event. And, you know, they say when... Most people shy away from things they're not familiar with. Right. Most people shy away from things they've never heard of. And more importantly, things that they don't know anybody else who's done it. Exactly. Right. And so what they in business, what they say is that there is like a core group of people who will always try new things without having to know anything about it. And those people are called early adopters. Mm -hmm. So. Everyone who turned out for the Evolving Back Black Love, the inaugural event, um, were early adopters. Because like you said, they didn't know what to expect. Not at all. They had no idea what they were in for. They didn't know what games or activities they were going to have to play with their mate, what questions they were going to have to answer, didn't know how the venue was going to be set up, anything. And so I, too, want to give a huge thank you to everyone who took the chance on my best friend and her event and for really, really sticking with us through any and every hiccup. But I think it ended phenomenal. Jay, by far my favorite part, and I think everyone else's favorite part, was definitely when y'all broke out the oil and did hand massages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made the couples give each other hand massages. I thought that was just so perfect, especially when you enforce silence and that they can only communicate with their body and not, you know, their mouths. I thought that was really powerful, and I think... If we get more intimate like that with our relationships um, on a regular basis, it can be really impactful. So just touching in each other intentionally and loving on each other was really, really cool. So it was an absolute honor to be there. And I look forward to the next one. So yay to yes. Evolve in Black Yes, love, we honey. will be out here again. Yes. All right, what's next? Yeah, listen, so how was dry February. You got to update us. So you, you went completely alcohol-free for the month of February and extended it all the way to March what? I did it all the way till, it was supposed to be March 8th, but I took it all the way till like March 12th or something like that. Okay, all right. So you yeah. just got back on the horse a couple days ago. Yeah, I've okay. had one mimosa since then. Okay. And then a glass of wine. Okay. Yeah. So you had a dry February. I'm currently having a dry March. 
So how was it? I, I know it was easy for you. Like it's, it's definitely not the toughest thing you've ever done. You, we've had dry months before, but the uh, response from friends and family. Talk about that really quickly. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was just telling you, I'm so glad that you asked me that because of course, drinking, not drinking alcohol, it's easy to do, uh, what is it called, physiologically, um, physiologically. Yes. My body is not craving mm-hmm. alcohol. Mm-hmm. However, dealing with my peers is uh, really difficult. Mm. And I say that because people don't care about you not drinking alcohol if they don't know. The moment <laughs> that... They're drinking alcohol and they find out that you aren't, you become a bore, you become uptight, you become, <laughs> oh my God, drink some alcohol, you need much. to relax, you're a team too much. Yes. And I just, and because I have not mastered in my emotional growth how to not get irritated with people, <laughs> <laughs> I instantly, instantly yeah. become so offended. Mm. So offended. So uh, most of you may know that my mother passed away a few years ago. And to honor her, she was a health fanatic. And to honor her, I took it. It was supposed to be just uh, January. I mean, February. And I took it past her birthday, which is March 7th. And uh, so every year we celebrate her. We release release balloons. We have karaoke and sing her favorite songs. We do everything. And it's about her that day. So, of course, we did that this year. And so in a group text, um, we were discussing what we'll be bringing for the food and my sister who my mother used to call the mixologist she started talking about her drinks that she's going to be bringing and i was like oh well you guys know i'm not drinking i'm still you know doing this dry mm-hmm. month february slash march mm-hmm. and then my sister tajma mm-hmm. had the nerve to say oh you can't drink for ma's birthday Erk? excuse me mm-hmm. um how about yes i can drink for her birthday Nothing's stopping me, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not. I refuse to drink for her birthday. This is in honor of her in celebration of her um, her journey in health. Mm-hmm. She she lost weight and and she started inspiring mm-hmm. people and she started being on the bike team, basketball team, square dance team, being everything that in her 50s and 60s that people can only dream about being. This is not just about being a a dry February. This has a meaning to me and Mm -hmm. a purpose. Mm -hmm. And how dare you ask me to have a drink and and honor. It didn't even make sense. So it's not, it wasn't even about not drinking alcohol for me. Mm -hmm. It was about people not being receptive. And why I said, I'm glad you brought it up Mm. is because this is what I just, learned and and this and I don't know what made me think of this but here's my new philosophy on change evolving and growth all right you know how do you know when you're doing something good for yourself when you make a decision right um how for me it's instincts your instincts yeah it's just like my gut feeling knowing that okay let me make sure I understand the question you said how do I know? What validates you doing the right thing? Like, if you say, I'm going to school, or I'm, what validates that for you? Like, okay, you just sit there and think of the pros and the cons and how we can better your life and things of that nature? Absolutely. And more than likely, it's solving a problem. Okay. For me. So, for me as well. But I realized, just taking it down, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that if you really want to know if you're doing something great for yourself, if you really want to know, like instant, instantly, if you take it to the people. And this is what I mean. 
Anytime you're doing something good for yourself, whether it's I decided I'm going vegan, I decided I'm moving across like when you quit the state and I'm going to do this. Anytime you do something good for yourself, mm -hmm. if the reaction to your face is blatantly damn near disrespectful, <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. If it's blatantly, <laughs> no, nope. no, listen, no. hear me out. Okay. Hear okay. me out. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. Here come the if it's blatant, no, I promise we you. We only eight minutes in. Here we go. Well, I contact before. Now you won't even look at me. Blatant disrespect. Go ahead. Blatant disrespect. If it's a whole lot of backlash, if it's a whole lot of questions, oh, why? That doesn't even make sense. Why would you do that? This is scary. That's how you know you're doing something right. And this is why. Anytime you're doing nonsense and foolishness, there's one or two things that happen. Mm -hmm. People are either doing it with you or they're going to talk behind <laughs> your back. Right? Yes. No one talks about the foolishness you do to your face. They're usually going to the next person. Mm. They're usually, if you're doing something like you quit your job and you, and you start chasing this man around, they're going to be whispering to the next person. Mm. Like, can you believe that she quit her job and she chasing this fool around? Rarely will a person come to you directly and say, this ain't right. And, but when you do something good for yourself, you hear it directly. Why are you going vegan? You ain't about to die. It ain't even that good. I love me. Everything you do good, everything I've done good for myself, people came to me directly and said why they didn't approve, why it's not that serious, why they didn't like it. Really? Yes. Really think about it. Well, I've, I haven't had that experience at all. Mine is just the opposite. Well, not the opposite. They don't talk the good stuff behind my back. Mine is like, okay, Lise, that nobody ever challenges any decision I make Lise, for myself. that's not true because... Who challenged me? How, how many times have you heard somebody say something negative about the way you eat to your face? I can't recall one time. Lots of times. I can recall for you. Lots of times. I even remember when you came back from China and you had lost all that weight. People were saying different things. You don't look right. Your body doesn't look right. You lost too much weight. It's not necessary. Post decision. Oh, even post or during the decision. Okay. So like when I said, okay, when I started my companies, nobody gave me any back talk. When I said I was going back to school to be a medical doctor, which was cute. Nobody gave me any back talk. When because I that's kind of going along the grain. So maybe it's when you go against the grain a little bit, like when you went to Italy or like when you decided to be vegan or when you decided um, to grow your hair natural and, and let the weave go. Like all of those things for me was I heard it directly mm. to me. Yeah, now, yeah. when you go with, with when everybody is going to school, you know what I mean? Oh, and getting a degree that. that no one's going to challenge that because this is a social norm. But when you are doing something good for you that everybody really probably doesn't have the strength to do. Mm. So I think that now that may be more along the lines I would agree with that depending on who you're telling, they don't, like you said, they don't have the strength or that's something that they would love to do. Like or they don't leave in a relationship they unhappy in. Oh, oh see, okay. Now that's a big one, right? Now, so right. you they they may would never have the guts to walk away right. from so, a job they hate or a person they can't, yeah. you know, whatever. And so I think yes, I think for me that applies if maybe I'm telling somebody who don't have the guts or the gall to do it for themselves. Okay. Yeah. But do you notice the difference in when you're doing something good for yourself versus, because I'm thinking about as, as I grew up drinking and driving and 
and I'm not talking about just wondering. I'm talking about throwing shots back and getting in my car. Right. I'm talking about just doing, you know, missing work for no reason. Just, a lot of different things that someone should have been like, whoa, that's not good. Right. But they were doing it right along with me or they were too busy saying something to someone else. But it seemed like the moment I started doing something. Because birds of a feather. So the reason that that is, is because birds of a feather. So yeah, if you're doing some nonsense, you're more than likely in an ecosystem where that nonsense is accepted. So soon as you try and go against the grain of our nonsense that exists in our ecosystem, there is pushback. Okay. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? That, I think that's just strictly birds of a feather. All right. Okay. I okay. tried to, I tried to make it. <laughs> Try to make it sweet. You yeah. try to, you try to make it. To, you know what I'm saying? Freaking out a little no, bit. Yeah, you try to make it sexy. You try okay. to make it sexy. But there is, there is a some some absolute truth to it, and it's still important to highlight um, highlight that because I think also for me and my personal experiences, and I actually need to do better with this. When I'm telling people, I'm telling them because the decision has been made and because I'm known as being extremely decisive and like this is what I'm going to do and this is what it is, I think my personality plays a role in how people respond, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just like, remember I told you my friend, Nedda, like after I told her, you know what, turns out MD ain't the route, I'm going to go PhD. She then told me, yeah, I never thought that was a good idea for you, but she didn't give me pushback when I told her. And I asked her, I was like... Why didn't you tell me that two years ago when I told you I was going back to school? And she was like, Lisa, because when you make decisions for your, you are so sure and you back them up with such valid reasons and right. reasoning that I have no, I, I think you're wise. I believe in your w- wisdom right. for yourself. Right. So I think for so me. That's like a catch 22 for you. For me. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm sure, like you said, you can probably give examples for me that I've forgotten or whatever that, that has totally <laughs> happened to me too. No doubt. Man, it was something I was about to tell you. Oh, I got some rest the past <laughs> past couple of days. Okay, shout out to rest. How you shout feeling? Shout out to rest, Jay. And and it was not intentional. Well, kind of was intentional rest. But just um yesterday, when this episode airs, it will wouldn't have been yesterday. But just yesterday, our sixty second tip of the week was all about sleep. Okay, right. And for those who haven't heard it, I'm going to play it right quick because it's just 60 seconds. You guys should have heard it because you should be subscribed to the podcast so you get alerted every time there's a tip. Absolutely. However, right? So I'm going to play the 60-second tip because it was all about sleep. guys and welcome back to the black friday 60 second tip of the week when you snooze you lose remix when you (laughs) snooze you win sleep is one of the most important things in our health regimen and how we achieve optimal health is by making sure we get quality sleep every single night when we sleep our body does a lot of restorative repair a lot of cell repair a lot of things giving our digestive system a rest right because we're fasting when we're sleeping and so being making sure that we're moving into that rapid eye movement sleep, making sure that we're creating an environment in our bedroom that's conducive to sleeping is exceptionally important. So a couple tips. One, you can do a brain dump. If you're one of those people who says, my mind is constantly racing, I can't stop thinking, you have to dedicate in a, in a notebook to actually doing a brain dump. Two, cut off all devices. The bedroom should be for lovemaking and for sleeping, not for working, not for scrolling. So this week, get after it. Okay. Good advice. Yes. So I, you know, you know how busy I am, whatever. So for the past two days, Thursday and Friday, I got up at 3.30 in the morning, went to the gym, boom, worked out or whatever. Then I had like morning clients or whatever. But both days, 
I had kind of a lighter afternoon into evening. So I spent the remainder of the day after morning clients and appointments and stuff, like chilling, working at home, rolling around a bit, Netflix and chill, get up, cook, eat. Thursday, it was like 60 degrees. So I actually got up at like 7 p.m., went outside. I canceled my therapy appointment for that day. I told her I'm not coming. I'm like, I need to rest, right? So mm-hmm. I like took all of my rest. So I canceled my therapy appointment. My 5.30 appointment just inadvertently got canceled, unfortunately, because I had a consultation with a guy who was in the hospital, um, went to the hospital before I could see him. But um, so my afternoon stuff just kind of kind of floated away. Mm-hmm. And so I chilled, hung out around the house on Thursday. Then at 7 p.m., I actually got up and walked like a mile and a half to Whole Foods, hung out at Whole Foods, saw a couple people I know, ended up taking public transportation back home. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. So I because when I came out the store, it was super windy. Uh-huh. So I was like, shoot, I don't feel like walking in this wind. So. I look up and coming right down Woodward was the queue line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sprinted across traffic and I'm like, shoot, they're about to leave. And actually waited for me. Oh, that's so nice. That was so nice. So here's the thing. Because the train was already there as soon as I came outside, I had no idea how to buy a ticket. And I'm like, and the ticket booth is outside. So I'm like, oh my God, am I you about to You don't take the queue line? Not, no, not regularly enough to have... I don't have a regular pass. Okay. And so if I take it, I would have to buy a ticket every time. Okay. So, cause mostly everything I walk to right. that's around me, you know, I walk to the Fox Theater and all that stuff. So <laughs> I run and I'm happy it's there, but at the same time, I'm like, shoot, I don't have a ticket, but won't he do it? I get on the queue line, the train and the ticket machine is right there. And why is there a sign over the ticket, the ticket machine that says out of service. So this ride is on us. Don't worry about it, sis. Don't worry about it, sis. You needed this. <laughs> it, it might as well Won't be like, wheel? also, we knew it was too windy for you. We, you know, don't worry about it. This was, you was meant to be on here. You're doing great work in the world, Lisa. Keep up. <laughs> you deserve You deserve it. I also All of read that. that. I don't All know if anybody else saw that part. Yeah. But I was like, look at that. So I rolled the queue line back home and I had my little stuff because I was making, um, out of the plant-based foodie recipe book that night, I made the creamy mushroom and asparagus pina. Oh, wait a minute. Huh? Nah. What you have saying? You know what I'm about to say. I don't know nothing about that. Would y'all please tell her to stop being so stingy to me? I am not stingy to you. You brought you something. You think that... every time I have food, you're supposed to get a taste. Why can't I? I just feel like I shouldn't be obligated. I don't even. I just want to taste like... everything. <laughs> In the sentence, I just want to taste everything. <laughs> I hate. You know I hate when you bring something delicious. Now you. I'll see you. I'll be sharing with you a lot. You do. Especially when you bring me muffins. I'm like, she love me. <laughs> but <laughs> And that's it's so funny because you was like, I made the the black bean tacos and you were happy because <laughs> you thought I was gonna ask for any of your stuff. Oh, oh she already ate. Oh nope. <laughs> I'm gonna save this little room in my belly because that is worth a try. You are so disrespectful for saving room in your belly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. If you don't get full and no, the last plate. time we cooked, we cooked and and we said we we're gonna try a recipe out of the book. Yes. And we ended up eating something else. And remember, that was one of my suggestions. No, no. We, oh, right. We still ate some out of the book, though. Yeah. We ate the quinoa taco. But I want. I really want because remember that was my first choice. Well, listen. I'll let you taste some. 
And then you watch me too. Anyway, move on. Go on. What were you saying? So anyway, my whole point was, you know, so I took the cue line home and it was so phenomenal. So then the next day, Friday morning, you know, got up at 3.30 in the morning, went to the gym, had a couple morning clients. That day was even lighter than Thursday. And I had the rest of the day where I didn't have to train anybody. I didn't have a coaching call. I didn't have any appointments. I didn't have any meeting, any business meetings. And I chill and I'm like, oh my God, I'm a, I'm about to be so lit for this speaking engagement on Saturday, which was today. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was so prepared. Like I just had everything together in my head. I didn't feel rushed. I felt well rested. And I just want to reinforce the power of rest. Like, I feel amazing. You know what? And I need to learn that because my niece posted on Facebook, uh, you know, shout out to all the Aries, where where y'all partying at all month. And I put on there like, "Um, I hope you don't think you're partying all month. Right. And she was like, why? I was like, I don't know. I feel like you should be doing things more productive. (laughs) I I, I said, I have to stop mothering the internet. I said... I think I have that auntie mama syndrome. Have you seen that meme where this is how my mother looks when she smells relaxation in the air (laughs) and it goes from a calm face to like a monster? That's me. If I come home and my kids are just relaxing in their zone, I feel like get up. You take the trash out. You wash the dishes. You do something productive productive with your life. And one of these said, party not month long. I'm going to need for you to not have all month long to party. Right. (laughs) need that not to be available to yes. you. <laughs> yes. Something super unproductive. Uh, get us your birthday, but no. All okay, right. Let's get into wait, what oh so today we're today, I think last time Jay, we promised the people to talk about um the one mistake uh, the top mistake we think people make when they're trying to go plant based. So don't let us forget that at the end. Okay. All right. So let's get into wait what. Who's first? Oh, before we get into your real way, what? Tell me the story about the lady at work. <laughs> How many minutes are we in? I thought we just been twenty-two. I don't care. Okay, are you? I'm proud of you. What? We just talked about how you stopped being so rigid in certain things because before, anyway, <laughs> she did the yes, <laughs> winning dance. Okay, so you guys know Lisa's an entrepreneur. I work at Arts Five, and my environment is one that is kind of lax well not anymore but at this time it was very very lax where sometimes you would just be on the phone talking at your desk so but this particular time someone called me that I kind of wanted to have a private conversation with so I got up from my desk and I went off into where the break you know the break room is it's like really small I usually don't go in there I usually go into this other area but I just dipped off for this phone call Mm -hmm. Talked to this person for about three or four minutes, and then I got up instantly when the call ended and went back to my desk. I didn't look around. I didn't see who was in there. Got back to my desk. I'm having a conversation with a whole other person, right? Mm -hmm. And this lady, she's about 60 plus years old, Mm -hmm. walks like a gangster, talks like a gangster, (laughs) but she's really classy. Like she, 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 she dresses really nice. She has a real nice persona physically Mm -hmm. so it's not like a raggedy person okay she just has that gangster tilt that i know i know (laughs) you might get that gray hair now sis but i'm watching you so she comes up to me interrupts my conversation Uh and says leans in she said let me talk to you for a minute i said yes clueless right (laughs) hey girl i may help you 
She said, I noticed when I came in the break room, you got up and you ran up out of there. Let me tell you something. She said, I don't get paid enough to worry about what you or anybody else is doing around here. You understand me? I don't care what you doing, what the next person is doing. I mind my business. And then she hit me with the, are we clear? I said, yes. You got to know what I'm doing. Oh, yo, you baby. Because my instant reaction was to explain myself. Like, no, 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 I didn't even see you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see, I didn't, get... something stopped me Say, girl, yep. just say yes. Just say yes. <laughs> wow. Are we clear? It, yes, and she swagged off. And swagged off? Swagged off. Because you got to swag off just as hard as you swagged in. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right? exactly. Oh, what's funny? Lisa, <laughs> guess what? what? We're going to see her tonight. That's what we're going tonight. It's her song performing. No! Yes. What a treat. <laughs> yes. We're going to a comedy show tonight. And the lady who I'm talking about, her son, she got me together, even though she was way off. And we've been cool ever since. It's fine. Sometimes hey, you get checked. Sometimes you You're right. And that's no a part of life. It's a part of life. You got to know when to just nod yeah. and just say sometimes yeah. Sometimes uh -huh. you're doing the telling and sometimes you're getting told. You okay. hear me? Okay. <laughs> oh. What, 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 what? I can't do it. Oh, Are you good? Yeah. I tried it today. I don't have it. I yeah, can't do it. Yeah. We not hip. You know, the new thing is um, when they say uh, it hit different. That is the new thing. Right? I'm in a marriage club and it say it, a girl uh, posted it hit different when the husband driving and you know you don't have to. It had like a thousand, two thousand likes. <laughs> like like that road trip hit different. That road trip hit different when you know you ain't got to drive. That is such a cute. I love new slang. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <You're so laughs> What's your weight? What? I'm so well, jealous of the kid. Do it one more time. Oh, is there a break? I might even be saying it wrong. No, you're doing it right. I can't do it. Wow, I think that's a talent. Man, and I, I love it when I see it in print. Like, I was going down. First of all, <laughs> if you ever want to be hip to the new slang, just go to my sister's IG and just look at the comments on something she just posted. I'm like, what? What she actually put old Carla okay you are we always call her sister when we have an argument about yes. slang. Yeah. Because I, I swear I'm right about a lot of things. Then you call your sister, I'm like, okay. Look, what's the wisest thing she done taught us this year though? Uh a hoodie and a car is a coat. That's it. Period. A hoodie plus a car equal a coat. That's it. That was the wisest. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're not out here getting this information. No. Yes. No. She lets us know. She our inside track. Okay. okay. Wait, what? Okay. So I think our wait, what's are kind of related because you said yours is about race too, right? Yes. Okay. So here's my wait, what? So, you know, the plant-based nutrition support group um, that I run in Detroit is part of a bigger organization called the plant-based nutrition support group, but I do the Detroit chapter. And so I was in a meeting recently with the founder, right? And he and I were talking about a event that was coming up. And so at this mm -hmm. event, it was it's an open mic night where different people were going to tell their stories about making a transition to a plant-based diet. And so he said, Lisa, I really want a really strong speaker to be the final speaker. So I want you to be the final speaker. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, cool. No problem. And so we're kind of just talking about how we want the night to go. And he's like, okay, but you know, this is going to be an audience made up of, you know, just older white people mm -hmm. so when you speak can you keep it kind of vanilla <clears throat> clarify so, clarity please clarity please right so i said 
huh? You know, he's like, yeah, can you just keep it vanilla when you speak? So instantly, what does that sound like to you? If somebody tells you to talk, but keep it vanilla. Don't use your regular slang you normally use when you're talking to your people or when you normally speak. Right. That's kind of how I took it too. Like make sure you really kind of, you know, white space it. I know you normally, okay, go on. Because it sounds like he has heard you speak before and this is great for your people. Wonderful. But for my people, that's how it sounds like to me. Me as well. That's exactly how because I Because if he's never heard you speak, then he can be going off an assumption. Right. But he has, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, he definitely has heard me speak before. And so he told me to keep it vanilla. So he and I have some bigger projects in the works, right? So when he told me this, at first, I, I had to have an inner battle with myself because I'm like, should I say something? Should I not? I'm like, I got to say something because the future stuff that we have coming up, I need to know him to know that I stand my ground and there's some stuff I will and won't stand for. And you dictating how I speak is what I will never stand for. Right. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I know I speak very well and I've been in a multitude of diverse audiences and I know how to relate to every audience. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna have to check him about this. So when he said, I need you to keep it vanilla. Right there in that moment, I was immediately like, well, what do you mean? You know, and he was like, you know, it's just a night where everybody's telling their story. So just tell, you know, we just want people telling their story, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, I still didn't get it, mm -hmm. but I let it go. But it continued to bother me over the next week. And we had another meeting for that following Tuesday. So we met again. This time we were in person. The first time we were over a video conference so we could still see each other. But when we met in person, as soon as we met, I said, I'm sorry, before we even get into the meeting, I have to address this. And so I was like, last week, you know, when you told me I needed to keep it vanilla at tomorrow's event, it kind of sat with, with, with me wrong. I was like, I know our relationship is in its infancy stages and maybe we don't quite understand each other yet. So can you just clarify for me what you meant by that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he said that he meant everybody that event is all about everybody telling their personal journey to a plant-based diet so don't go into any science just tell your story that's what he says he meant oh he, he okay he's nice with his <laughs> and that's saying, i was like is he nice with his or is that what he really meant nice i don't know i don't know either jack because i'm like huh and yeah. I ran this past my mentor and she like, nah, that ain't what we picking up. That you know? ain't what we picking but up. But we're all black women. So if a white man tells you when you talk to keep it vanilla, I, I maybe I need to ask somebody else. Because I'm asking everybody who would ask think somebody, like me. Right. You need to ask someone else. But I'm like, really? So he's like, so what I meant was just tell your story. He's like, I know you know all the science. I know you know all that stuff. But just keep it personal. Mm. I'm like, mm. I'm like, hey, that hit different when it comes. When it's coming from that advice hit different when it coming from a different race. <laughs> Listen, Jay, I'm like, mm. I had, you know how you lean back and squint. I'm like, oh, I can't really prove you. Oh my, right. hate that. Oh, so at this point, though, so, yeah, he's been checked without having to be checked. Correct. So whether he meant that or not, he knows never, not never, to do that again. No doubt. So you don't have to go and ask anybody else and keep your vibrations, you know, on that. No on doubt. That. 
just keep it back to, you know, what your main objective is. And that's really to help people. And don't worry about that because now he knows. If that is what he meant, don't do it no more. That I will stand That you I will stand, stand up. My ground. So everything has yes. been handled. And that's, and that's a great point. And that's why I let it go. I was like, Lise, I am so proud of you for addressing Me too. this yeah. icky feeling you've had for this past seven days. Yes. You know, so I really addressed it. And, you know, as a cap on the story, the event went phenomenal. I was the final speaker. And um, he was all, it had all these gooseys. And um, I had to shoot out of there after the event. But he ends up calling me like, oh, my God, you were great. You put the final touches on it perfectly, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm watching you. I'm wa- Listen, I'm watching you, sir. And I'm keeping it clean for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talk offline. Right, right. Man. When we, when we hit that record, I'm right. Sure I really feel. <laughs> that conversation hit different when people listen. <laughs> Conversation hit different. Well, you got a listening audience, right? <laughs> like, okay, all right, all right, okay. But, but the true ones feel me. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that ties. That's, that, that, that's true. It ties right into what I'm saying. Yes. So this past weekend, it's my son's birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. He turned ten. His what did he say? It's the last uh, weekend where I can count on two hands. I thought that was so. I mean, the last the last birthday oh. I can count on two hands. But um. So, this weekend, I'm kind of like balling out. Like everything he wants to do, we're doing. Everything he wants to, you know, anything or whatever. So, one thing, he know, he's been a movie head since he was a kid, mm-hmm. like a two-year-old. Two mm-hmm. And so, of course, he wants to go to the movie. I had already spent all this money. And so, he wants to go to the movies. The movies is what it is. Yes. Um, and on the way to the movies, he wanted to buy something that I didn't approve of. Some kind of candy. And my greatest excuse was... I've already been spending money. I'm not buying, even though it's like, no, that has sugar, dye, you know. Right. I was tired of saying that. Yeah. You know, they hear that so much that sometimes I get tired of saying that. Yeah. So I was using a different excuse this time. Like, I, Bryson, I've already spent so much money. No. Yes. We get to the movie. We're 30 minutes into the movie. And I go to get him some popcorn. Which sidebar... I asked the person at the register, is it the butter dairy-free? Because it could have been something else, like a, you know, oil-based. And he said, I don't know. He went to go ask the cook, and they all started laughing at him. All butter is uh, dairy. Yeah. He came back so irritated. He was like, I can't, I don't know. He was like, but I know that that's not true. Right. I was like, okay, shout out to you for being woke. Yeah. But <laughs> I got the popcorn. I came back, and Bryson was like, we're not in the, we're not in the right seat. It's, um... We're sitting in somebody else's seat. Mm-hmm. You know, at the Imagine Theater, when you buy the ticket, mm-hmm. it tells you your seat. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? We had already been there for 30 minutes. And it was a white family, a white, like, looking grandmother with her two kids or grandkids with her. Mm-hmm. And so I was just sitting there like, I don't know what he means. Because our seat number wasn't on the side of the seat. Okay. But where it could have possibly been, you know how it's two. If, say if you get two seats on the far right, mm-hmm. it could easily be on the far left, depending on how the picture looks, because you're going off the picture. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe I had the picture reversed, mm-hmm. and it was on that side. Right. But someone was already sitting in those seats, a black lady and two, her two kids. Okay. So I was like, how could we be in the wrong seats? So the manager comes over there. He looks like he's not white, but he may be, he's a different race. Maybe, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was white, mm-hmm. but he definitely wasn't black. Okay. And he's like, um, I'm sorry, you're in, you know, this family seat. Your seats are down there. 
where the other black lady and her two kids were. So I was like, oh, okay. So my kids and I, we got up and we just stood on the wall. And then so the, the lady sits in the chair with her kids, our grandkids. We're waiting two minutes, three minutes go by. I see the black lady showing her ticket of where she's supposed to sit. And so we're just waiting, waiting. Two minutes go by, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes go by. And I'm getting irritated at this point. So they come back to me. Can I see your ticket again? I show them. Now, now I'm starting to panic a little bit. Like, did I pay for it? You know, did it go through? Did my credit card work? Maybe I thought I bought them and I didn't. I show him my ticket. I had bought them. He goes back to the black lady. She bought tickets. Goes back to the white lady. She shows her ticket. So now they're back to me. Now they're looking at my ticket again. Mm -hmm. They're looking at the black lady. They're telling her she doesn't, this is not where she's supposed to sit. She's showing them her ticket. Mm -hmm. Like, this is where I'm supposed to sit. Mm -hmm. So about 10 minutes go by. We're standing on the wall this whole time. And they're going, looking at all of our tickets. Turns out I had the right seat. Originally. The, originally. The black lady had the right seat. The white lady had the right seat, but for a different day. She was in my. She she and I had the same seat. Right, but she, her ticket. Was but her ticket for day and time or right. day. Okay. So he started apologizing profusely. Now it's two of them. He started apologizing profusely and stuff like that. And I'm watching the movie so angry. And so he's like, "Come talk to me after the movie." This, this, and that. And but so why are you angry? Because okay, I'm going sick. into that. Okay, okay. The reason I'm angry. And, and this is the topic I want to talk about in depth today is the weathering of how we're subliminally, mm -hmm. um, um, we're, I'm not going to weathering just yet. How he, between me and the black lady, one of us had to be wrong. Mm -hmm. He immediately booted me out and sat the white lady there. Mm -hmm. He immediately mm -hmm. told me and my kids to get up and we stood against the wall and he was trying to tell this black woman, this is not, I saw I, the whole time I'm sitting here t hearing her tell him, this is my seat. This is my seat. This is my seat. He's constantly telling her she doesn't have the right seat. Meanwhile, they immediately sat this white woman here with her two kids and barely was bothering her. Mm -hmm. They immediately, and what bothers me the most mm. about this, because after, because I was simmering the whole time. I couldn't even watch the movie. He was so what made me so upset is the fact that he was so apologetic. And the reason why, which I'm going to get to, mm -hmm. once we left there, he's like, my name is Ron. You know, come, you know, talk to me after. I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. What upset me the most is after I had told Bryson, you know, I spent all this money. So I get to the register before they could even have a conversation with me. I said, first of all, I want my money back. Secondly, I want to pass. For us to come see another movie again, mm -hmm. I want to talk to Ron. And I just broke down the situation. They immediately gave my money back, mm -hmm. no question. Mm -hmm. They immediately gave me the passes. And Ron came and he apologized profusely. Um, and Bryson, when he see me get the money back, he immediately felt like, okay, now I can get whatever you said that I couldn't get because you, you got the money back. Right. I said, Bryson, let me tell you something. I did not get extra money. I didn't get extra money. Mm -hmm. They gave me money back to something that they interrupted. This was your birthday, and they booted us up out of a seat that we had to stand and be embarrassed in front of this whole theater looking like we, we snuck in mm -hmm. while this white woman and her kids sat down instantly. Mm -hmm. I don't have free money. Mm -hmm. This is a movie that I paid for that mm -hmm. they ruined. This is reparations. 
<laughs> it ain't even this is my money re that's like you buy a pair of jeans you get them home and they got a big stain on them and you return them mm -hmm. you ain't got you don't have anything free mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. you just have your money back for something that was damaged mm -hmm. that was damaged good y'all gave us because y'all booted us up out the seat mm -hmm. and but what bothers me the most is that it was not blatant discrimination. Absolutely. So my kid, it went over their head. Absolutely. It went over their head. It went over their head. It went over the person that did it. Head. It went over everyone's head because no one knew other than me that she was instantly chosen to be the right one Absolutely. over us two. If, uh, out of three women, two black, one white, she's right. Mm -hmm. And you two are going to have to battle it out over what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it bothers me because my kids are constantly being weathered and weathered is just sub I don't even think it's subliminal racism. Mm -hmm. It's just subtle, subtle racism mm -hmm. that we have to deal with every day yep. that breaks us down further, further and, 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 and puts us into chronic stress. Absolutely. And it would have been better had it been blatant because they would have instantaneously felt the outrage. Mm -hmm. They would have instantaneously, instantaneously felt the wrongness of mm -hmm. it. But it was so subtle mm -hmm. that they felt like, we got our money back, Ma. No. No. Mm -mm. That, that's not the issue here. Yeah, they didn't even get the breath of the disrupted experience. Right. And that, the, like you said, the white woman was chosen first. And I think it's always worse when it's done um, subconsciously like that. He was so nice. He was so nice. Yeah, that made he was me angry. Truly apologetic. He was truly apologetic. Yes. He didn't realize anything. Yep. When he saw me at the register, he apologized again. That's way worse. And that's what, and I pulled up an article about weathering because I think you first introduced me in, uh, introduced me into the idea of weathering. Mm -hmm. um, it's just all the subtle things that happen to us over the years Absolutely. that breaks us down. It's like a, a, a house. When it's constantly going against the elements, the rain, the snow, um, you know, all the different things. Yeah, when the sun comes back out, it looks like the house is still standing in perfect. But it's fine, not. But it, it, it's, it's, but it's still is dealing with that the damage, of that. right? Absolutely. And and I felt like my kids witnessing that it just it just took a little off of their importance and their value. Absolutely. And and, and they don't know it. So I was really, really, really bothered. By and then that. the way your mind went to, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Like, did I pay for my ticket? Did I? Oh my god! Right, you I didn't I mean? even think. Like, yeah, that that was a result of, of weathering. Uh, you were taking responsibility of it instantly, just like he was trying to put responsibility onto mm -hmm. onto you for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You know, so we are even products of. Oh, I know I am. Yeah, I know I am. No doubt. I know when I when I'm around someone, how my vernacular gets more distinct, and mm -hmm. and I pronounce things mm -hmm. more. I don't say, you know, 700, 700, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? No doubt. <laughs> and, and different things that prove that I'm worthy of your respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm just so sick of it. So the next day, mm -hmm. I was still just reeling off my anger. I was trying to call headquarters and things like that, and I still haven't got to the bottom of it. But I went to Myers. And there was a black man at the door, an older gentleman. He was probably in his he was probably like sixty five. And as I'm coming in, now I know how I look to people. Mm -hmm. I got the locks in my hair. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm, you know, looking tomboy. Some it depends on what day of the week it is. Mm -hmm. This particular day, I think I just have some jeans on, some little boots, my hair. And I'm walking in, and <clears throat> the man at the door, who the greeter, the greeter, that's your job. I'm looking him dead in the eye and he does not speak to me, right? 
So this is the next day after the movie. I can't let it pass me by. Mm -hmm. So I circle back around, but I don't let him know I circle back around. I like lean, because I see three white women coming behind me. So I like lean up against, I like post up behind them where he doesn't see me just to see how he interacts. I'm like, maybe he's just rude. He don't like his job. He don't speak to nobody. Mm -hmm. Um, And the next three women that came in were all white and he spoke to all three of them. Mm. So after they passed by and I made sure the coast was clear because I didn't want anyone to hear me being the angry black woman, I asked him, I said, why didn't you speak to me? I, t- I got in front of him this time because he knew I was behind him. No I said, why didn't you speak to me? He squinted his eye. He said, what? He thought I was somebody that he may knew from home or something. Playing right, with. right. And I, I was like, oh, no, you don't know me. I said, I just came through here and you didn't speak to me. He said, what? I didn't. I said, no, you didn't speak to me. I said, but you spoke to the other women that came in behind me, the other white women that came in behind me. So he just looked so confused. He didn't even have an answer for me. Yeah, no, yeah, because once again, it's it's certainly not intentional. It's we're invisible. Oh, that just hurt. And it's facts. It's facts. We're literally disregarded. Remember, remember when um, I told you how blown away I was when I listened to that thing on YouTube and I and I can't remember the gentleman who was who was speaking but he was phenomenal and he said the issue with black people is we always thinking about white people and they never thinking about us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you told me that years ago yeah and I was like and I and I talked about how we put so much energy and conversation and thought and and just yep. trying to break down these issues and these scenarios and they like we're it's not a we're not issue, and when we think about hierarchy in this country, right? Some may say, you know, and no, this is just a social construct. I'm not saying it's true or not, but like maybe Latinos are below us, right? Because mm-hmm. there might be more black people on TV, more black people has more pre- pre- uh, presence now in politics and all of that stuff, right? Where it's still Latinos are still behind us. Think about how often we think about Latinos. Not at all. That's what I'm saying, and that's how we're thought of by white people. Mm, that was a good way of putting it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, even though he was black, my point is, we're a non-issue. We're not a threat. We're a non-issue. Mm. You know? And But what, what I think have, has happened is that we have adopted that as well. Yeah. With our own people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if we went to an event and it was all of us, like we expected it to be a no big, big deal. But if one or two white people come in, we're like, where they come from? All our attention kind of turns towards them. Right. You know what I mean? If we we're just invisible to us and we're and we don't and man, I, I know you haven't because you would have said something to me, but you gotta don't forget to listen to Lungi's masterclass inside the academy. Okay. Okay. When I she talked about navigating white spaces and she talked about, you know, how when black men date white women, they're like a prize, right? Like, oh, I got his woman. You know, they're like a prize. And that the reason it's always looked at that white women are taking our good black men, like the men that got jobs and seem like stand-up guys and, you know, take care of their kids, whatever, is because Lungi said the black man still feels like he has to prove his worthiness mm-hmm. with her, with the white woman. Just like he always wants to do great when he works for the white man. Like, mm-hmm. I want to just, I want you to be proud of me, white man. It's the same thing 
with a white woman. I want you to be proud of me. I want you, I want to show you what I can do. You know, I really want to be a great package and present to you because they want to be good for their overseer. They want to be mm. good for, you know, their master. Right. And so, um, they show up in that way. And I think like you just said, your vernacular changes and all that is that same ideology. Like I'm going to be good. I'm going to be, we, I'm going to be, I'm going to show my smarts. Let me show you my credentials. Let me prove I'm worthy of whatever opportunity you're offering. You know? Yeah. And my, and Bryson said something to me and it just broke my heart. He said, um, if you can move to any country, you know, where would you move? And I'm like, Bryson, I don't know. Like, where would you move? He said, I would move to uh, Canada. I said, okay, Canada's cool. I'm thinking about health care. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I said, why would you move to Canada? And he said, because they don't see color there. Mm-hmm. That um, that just, it broke my heart. Like, it still breaks my heart because it's like, why is my nine-year-old thinking about racism? And I said, Bryson, what makes you think anybody's thinking about color? And then he started talking about Trump. I said, it's, it's just a sad day and age. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, you right, know, racism right. has been prevalent. But this no this has put it on on his radar. Yes, oh, absolutely. You know, this is mm-hmm. what puts it on all the kids' radar. Absolutely. This is what's going on right now. This, no Because, you know, racism has been around, but it's oh, yeah. on the last, before Trump, it was kind of, you know, you walk in the store, they don't speak to us, or uh, just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of low-key. But now people are feeling really bold. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my way, what? Yeah, I mean, very serious way, what? You're right. That, yeah. that blatant... Or that that not blame that, that subtle, subtle yeah that subtle disregard that subtle assumption that you're wrong subtle assumption that you know if anything was stolen or broken or you know mishandled it, it was us first you know any of that is um, it does wear to create wear and tear on us and I was just thinking you know I have a huge opportunity coming up at the end of this year and you know I was in a meeting about it. And we actually were discussing race. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what type of stuff? I was so angry just thinking about it, you know, in hindsight, the fact that this needs to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like how the community and world is going to respond to you, Lisa, doing this. And, and and we've had several conversations about it. Like, we need to address this right now because you're young, you're black, this is going to potentially be an issue, you know, and it, um, this is exactly what weathering is. The fact that not, I have to, cause they don't lose an ounce Mm -hmm. of sleep, Mm -hmm. but I then have to live with this and I then have to decide how I want to show up. I then I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I wear something nice. I want to make sure all of these things just for what I just said, like I'm going into this white space and I want to make sure I'm representing as well. And that, level of weathering and stress is so ridiculous it is and it's and it's i don't know if it's more ridiculous for us because i went to a seminar and um you know the 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 doctor was talking about you know how when you get into a car accident Mm -hmm. and say you're trapped in Mm -hmm. and or a fire or something Mm -hmm. and you have to make all of these split second decisions Mm -hmm. and so whatever is in us in that fight or flight moment that's those stressors that makes us react and and make you know to to try to save and protect ourselves 
is what we what we live in on a day to day, and and black and not just because of the racism, but it's kind of like a by byproduct of the racism because of the job situation. Us always trying to um, catch up on bills, and okay, this is about to get shut off, and this and we're always in this fight or flight mm -hmm. um, stressor mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And and that's part of weathering too, no because doubt. we're the prejudice that that holds us back from so many opportunities. Yeah. Yes. So we we don't get to that moment of relaxation mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. financially. Mm -hmm. Rarely do we get that that deep exhale where that, we finally feel yeah comfortable. Everything's on solid ground. Where you know. Financially, health-wise, socially, familially, we feel at a place of peace and not panic. There's very few of us because even when we are good financially, you know, your your husband is out there, might maybe maybe not worried about getting murdered in the streets. Your yeah. kids you, are you got a black son wrong. that you got to live with. Every yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's you, some you're going to your work oil. environment want to get promoted against this white woman who doesn't even know as much as you. So we're constantly in this chronic uh, stress in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's just, I don't know. I just been feeling really, really um, connected with my people. And I've been feeling really, really um, non-tolerant of people who's not on that same level. Um, you know, people want to downplay social media and its impactfulness. It, to us mm -hmm. as a culture, mm -hmm. but social media is so important. So, I mean, it has the power to make careers, break careers, make marriages, uh, break marriages. Absolutely. Any 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 lane that you can think of, it, social media can impact that for good or for bad. Yes. And I've been kind of, if you are on the page, someone actually said with R. Kelly, something really derogatory towards the young girls who were involved in that. And I just immediately unfriended them. Um, Cause I'm really black and white with it right now. You mm -hmm. either with us or you not. And all, if you not, I'm, I can't. Yes. Yeah. And, and um, cause remember a couple of weeks ago when you came over and I was like, my blackness has been stressing me out this week. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yes. I know exactly what you feeling. Like yeah. everything was just like. I know. Yeah. That was a real sad day. We were so sad. I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> you were. Oh my God. And that like, it was just like everything, like all these stereotypes yeah. were like. Yeah. Cause you have to go out into the world. And overprove your your qualifications. Not overprove. Ooh, you do. You have You're to overprove. Right. And just like when you said, when you spoke at that event, and he and, and the and the person who was running the entire event came up to you like, I didn't know you would be that good. Well, what were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. That I wouldn't be because of right. what? Right. Like, oh my god, I'm so impressed. Like, I don't see you running up to anybody else that hops off the stage and shaking their hand. But, you know, I was telling my mentor about that and I was telling another friend about that and they're just like, chill out. Because they also were like, like Kiwi put a different perspective on. She was like, Belisa, you are really good. And that it might not, you are, you, maybe you are exceptional. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I mean? So I went out, when she said that to me, she was like, I don't think you, they're never ready for you. Okay. That's yeah, a good spin. that was a great spin. And so when she said that, I'm like, huh? I'm I'm downplaying myself in the moment. Like, why wasn't I as average as everybody else? Like, cause you wasn't. 
Yeah. So maybe it was just like you truly are exceptional. So she gave me another way to look at it too. That's a good way. And I, I'm going to roll with that way. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, okay. Because cause it's like at what point does everything like, is that shots fired or? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Is like, that shots fired? Is it go time? I don't know. Or, I right, don't know. Everything. And I want to, and I want to be able, because my daughter, uh, Morgan, is a person who I have to kind of, uh, I don't know the word, not dumb down, but kind of uh, soften up my approach with the whole racism thing. Okay. Um, just not to sound ignorant to her, mm -hmm. because her whole thing is, you're not helping the problem. Mm -hmm. You are adding to the problem with your anger. <laughs> You're adding to the problem because you are pretty much dishing out what you're trying yeah, to... Yeah, what you're complaining about. What you're complaining about. Yeah. However, as I explained to her... <laughs> that being said. That being said, I explained to her. I said, Morgan, listen, because she said, they're not doing it that... I said, you cannot walk into a store with me, I steal something, and you get off scot-free. You know about it. You did nothing about it. You are an accessory to the crime. They are not guiltless. They have the power and the authority to not stand by idly and watch us suffer and be uh, abused mm -hmm. and, and be radically, I'm going to even say radically, just, what's the word for, well, let's just get it all one word, because I can't even say, because there's so many different lanes, like, with the police, and with the jobs, and employment, and, and different things. Disregard it, disrespect it, I don't disregard know. Disregard it. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'll go with disregard it. They can, they're, 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 they're accessory to the crime because they have the power to do. If you are a owner of a company of top 500 or you are entrepreneur, you have the power to start hiring more black people. Mm -hmm. Or if you are a CEO of Target, you, you have the power to put more black people in your commercials. If you have Quaker Oats, you don't have to just show a white family. They are an accessory. Mm -hmm. They are an accessory mm -hmm. to what's going on with us. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not, this is not a victim. They're not victims here. Yeah, but you know, that's why that their jobs e exist. Like, uh, Troy has a cousin who her job at Target is to make sure that they are including more diversity in commercials and ads. Why? Again, Jay, because we're disregarded. It, it's not resistance. It's like, oh yeah, y'all. Some of it. A lot of it, I think. It's really like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, is that worse? I, 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 yes, but it's just like, think of us like, oh, man, we should have some Latinos. Okay, you're right. We don't think exactly how we don't think of them. They don't think of us. Right? I, I can't say that that's true because Latinos... They'll make sure they have a homosexual family. They'll make sure they have a racially ambiguous family. They'll make sure, you know, I mean, when some when someone in the organization is responsible for diversity, that's when it gets done. I'm going to say this because you said we had to include some things about we got time for that, about mm -hmm. plant-based. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say this. For me, as far as we don't think about Latinos, their, their love for each other is strong. No doubt. Their culture is strong. No doubt. A lot of unity. A lot of unity. A lot. I was just in Southwest Detroit today, and there was so many businesses that they had. They don't need us. Mm -hmm. 
But since we don't have any cultures and any culture or anything like that, we have been making a big fuss. We have been wanting to be seen and want, wanting to have been heard. They know we're there. Which is the first problem. Oh, which is the first. Okay, that's another podcast. Okay. So they know that we're there. Mm-hmm. They are choosing to ignore us at this point. But so what? Who cares? Okay, we gotta. Why? Why? Why do we want to be on the cover of their magazines and win their awards? Like, why? Why are we mad that the Oscars is all white? Why? Right? We are still at the in the in, on the one hand, we're saying build your own, grow your own, have your right, own, right, and on right. the very same breath, we're saying why we not included? Why we're not present? Yeah, we need our own businesses, our own TV networks, our own. I get it. Right. You're right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's a very deep and heavy conversation, right? Because even. Even when you have your own businesses, that's not enough, right? Because for me to scale my business, especially this third company I'm working on, there's no way I can do this third company without funding, mm-hmm. right? So I need to go get funding from somewhere. Somebody's going to have to sign those checks. You know what I mean? Even when you start your own, you can't do it on your own, you know? So there... But in, in about... Okay. All right. There's so many... It's so multi-layered, but I don't... Anyway... All right. But you mentioned about being um, in our own body. So I want to touch on, before we wrap up, definitely plant-based eating and the main mistake that people make when they try and go plant-based simply because um, the urgency piece that you always talk about. Mm-hmm. The need for urgency. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, dang, how often every single time I go speak. And if I do my one speech where I'm talking about creating non-negotiables, I ask people in the audience afterwards, before we wrap up, everybody going around the room and tell me what your non-negotiable is going to be. And almost every single person says the same thing. I'm going to do better on my water. I'm going to do better on my water. Now I done stood up here for an hour and talked about a multitude of things, but most of you guys are gonna pull the easiest That's thing out so of my speech. That's so funny because I was thinking about you today, like really hard actually about how y- how you are with certain things because uh, we were talking about business last week, mm-hmm. and I realized what it is. Your approach is not a popular approach, which is. I want you to see the storm and I want you to go into the eye of it. Mm. Most people want to go around the storm. Mm-hmm. Nobody's trying to go, <laughs> oh, see the storm and pick the hardest part. Okay, where, where the swirl is. That's what you want me to do. Drive straight up to No. It. Yes. People are like, okay, the storm is there. How do I get around this thing so that I can survive? But still and, say I went through it. But still say I went through it. I want it. credit. I want credit and I want, and I want to stay alive and I want to keep my same self. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get all broken up into pieces and all this different and then stuff. Rebuild. And rebuild, no. Mm-hmm. That ain't sexy. Right. So what you're basically asking people to do <laughs> with your crazy is <laughs> going to the eye of the storm. And I was thinking about that because I was thinking about the, the suggestion you was giving me last week. <laughs> My bad. Okay, go to the eye of the storm. That's what this essentially is. That's what you're essentially saying. This is an easy way to do it. And this is a very hard way to do it. But this is better for you. And it is. Mm-hmm. But you have, to do, you have to have so much tenacity, so much discipline, 
so much. I mean, everything. And here's why. Y'all leave so much on the table when you try and baby step when you try and go slowly, when you try and use the fact that you don't have a diagnosis or, you know, a pressing issue that requires you to go into the eye of the storm. Let me, let me relate it to business. Anytime, usually in the Metro Detroit area or in the Detroit area, this is not, this is not a weird flex. This is just straight up the truth. <laughs> Anytime on social media in my little social media, little 2000 friends or whatever, if somebody posts a post that says, looking for recommendations for a nutritionist, my name is going to be in the recommendations. Mm -hmm. It's happened a multitude of times, right? Like eight times out of 10, so somebody's going to tag me like you need to hook up with Leaf, right? So what happened yesterday? So yesterday, a girl that I'm not friends with, I don't know, posted need recommendations for a nutritionist. The very first comment was a girl tagging me, Lisa A. Smith, mm -hmm. right? Now, I told you my rule about business, Jay. The average person, when they're tagged on a recommendation, they're going to thank the person for tagging them, like they comment, thank you, and say thank you, right? And what's the average person going to do? Wait for the person who made the post to follow up with them. You know I don't operate like that, right? Mm -hmm. So Sean tagged me like, hey, you need to holler at Lisa. What did Lisa do? I came on. I said, good looking, Sean. I thanked Sean. And then what I do? I hopped straight at homegirl inbox. I went straight to the private messenger and was like, hey, I'm Lisa A. Smith. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist. How can I serve you? She replied right away. What did I do? Right. Then I took it to the very next level. I hopped off the I said, are you available to talk tonight? This is a Friday night. Told you I've been chilling all day. But what I'm not going to do is let this chill and this relaxation get me off my grind. So what did I do? I said, are you, I was like, are you available to talk this evening? If not, here's a link to my calendar where you can book a day that works for you. She like, yeah, actually I can talk after seven. I said, what's the best number to reach you? I'll call you at 730. Okay. I called her, right? She ain't answered. She ain't missed no call. She called me back though. We ended up talking for like 20 minutes. By the end of the call, I had her credit card number and everything. Never met her. Don't know nothing about her. The only thing that happened was somebody tagged me and said, you need to talk to Lisa. And what she do? She talked to Lisa that night, right? The average person doesn't go for the jugular like that. They like, oh, good looking for tagging me. That's enough for them. That's enough for their ego. Mm. But I'm like, no, you not out here trying to change lives or really serve people your gifts or whatever you selling. You know what I'm saying? So I, that night, she's a client now. We have our first coaching call next Saturday. She She's a client, and I don't know her from Adam, right? But I closed the deal within two hours of somebody telling her she needs to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I go to the eye of the storm every time. And what happens is when, when we tell people that, you know, they need to do this and blah, 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 they don't see the urgency. Now, if, if, you, if you gave them an example, now, if I was teaching an entrepreneurship seminar and I gave people that exact thing, they'd be not like, yes, get money, mm -hmm. right? But I just happen to be talking health. They're not saying, yeah, live longer, blah, blah, blah. But that's exactly, you're right. That is my approach to everything. Go get it. You're leaving money on the table by waiting for everybody else to follow up with you. In this case, you're leaving health and potential healthy years of your life on the table by waiting for a doctor to tell you now go take action you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's no different and so that's how i operate y'all don't have a sense of urgency 
You don't have a sense of urgency. So if, if just if my approach doesn't work and you need somebody to give you a 90 day plan where you only drink water for 90 days, you walk at the same pace on the trail, go, go with them. But when you ready, come see me. People tell me I'm not ready for you. Good. Keep going. So that's sense of urgency. That's all this is what I'm about. And that's how I ain't leaving ain't nothing on the table. Period. Period. <laughs> With the T on the end. I ain't got nothing to say to that. I, you know, I value you as a friend. And, um, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I value your advice. I, I've applied a lot of it, you know. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I tell people that, too, because we aren't taught these things in the black community. No doubt. Um, it, took, it took a lot of for me to get to be an adult and actually for you to quit your job, a good job, go to Italy and actually see with my eyes that oh, you can be okay not following the, the beaten path. Mm -hmm. Like you can literally do things differently and you can literally, I guess, go to the eye of the storm mm -hmm. and, and face all these different things that's coming at you mm -hmm. and come out on top, mm -hmm. come out victorious. No doubt. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%, but it is intimidating for us who follow the path of the least resistance. No doubt. Like, why would I purposely set myself up yeah. for hurdles? Yeah. Like, what you basically suggest is, okay, you see that track right there? <laughs> I know this must be a ridiculous analogy. Go on. <laughs> right? You see that track right there? I want you to go. You see, you see them hurdles? Grab all of them. Mm-hmm. Put them in your way. <laughs> you petty. Really, that's what I say. Grab all the hurdles. But what I'm telling way. you is you can jump them. Yeah. And when you get done jumping them, you're going you're gonna to see what you're capable of. Yeah. And you're going to be that much better because of it. Grab, that's, grab them hurdles. And grab them. Put them all in your way. Swoop them. Swoop them. Put them. <laughs> Swoop them and put them in your way. You that, swear. You I promise swear. you. I promise you. That's your philosophy. That's not what I be telling no, people, No. Lisa, when I was thinking about our conversation last week, I'm like, she's crazy as hell. <laughs> what did I say? What Bro, I was telling you. <laughs> what did I say? You like, nah, nah. You trying to take the easy way out. Nah, what I oh, need to do. Oh, with a t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, that, oh, yeah. Grab hey, a couple okay. of put, Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got a comedy show to do. As far as being plant-based, though, you know what I mean? Real quick, yeah. Real quick, uh, diversity. Diversify your plate. Don't eat the same things That's all the, the time. One, so we're only doing one. The major mistake you think people make when they go plant-based is not diversifying enough. No. No. I, that was just a tip. Okay. The biggest mistake for me I, is adding too many carbohydrates to replace the meat you lost. No, so a lot doubt. of people That's start adding potatoes, um, pastas, and all these different things. No, the goal is plants. You know, because I tell tell people. I mean, people tell me, I tried to go vegan. I gained too much weight. Uh, yeah, you ain't do it right. Sis. No doubt, you yep. ain't do it right. You yep. started eating pasta and potatoes. That, yep. that ain't the goal. Or, or, yeah, oh yeah, or yeah, like fake vegan junk food. Yeah, don't do that. A young lady said that today in our. Um, she said I went vegan for a month and my whole gut got messed up. She's mm -hmm. like, the stuff tastes good, but I didn't. I'm like, mm. then she told me later, like I was eating all the buying all the. Yeah, food. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. So that that leads to my tip, which is quite similar. My the biggest mistake to me that people make when they try and go plant based is. Um, they just remove the animal products. Yeah, that's it. They remove animal products and call 
call themselves plant based, mm-hmm. right? And so there is not the intentional presence of plants. And man, I read, I'm reading this book right now about fasting, and uh, dope little phrase in there. He said, Your life, hold on, let me make sure I get it right, Jay. We live not upon what we eat, but what we digest. Hold up. Right? Running back. Okay. Because we, what we eat is what we digest. So, no, nah, Pam. No, 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 fam. We live not upon what we eat, but what we digest. When you when you consume foreign substances like man-made food from all these chemicals and stuff, your body can't break that down. That's how stuff sits in your intestine, your colon. That's why people gotta get colon cleanses. It ain't being digested. When you live upon what your body can extract nutrients from, if your body can't extract nutrients from it. You, you can be full. That's why people have nutritional deficiencies without mm-hmm. caloric and, mm-hmm. and they're not starving. Mm-hmm. Nutritional deficiencies should equal starvation. If you think about it. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah. y'all ain't never hungry, but how y'all always deficient in magnesium and, and zinc and iron and vitamin C and B and CoQ10 and omega-3s. How you eat three, four times a day yet you deficient? Mm. That, that's, yeah, facts. Come through, right? Yes. Yeah, you live not upon what you eat, but what you digest. Where can we extract nutrients? So I think the biggest mistake that people make is that they take out meat and dairy, but they do not intentionally eat the plants and the foods that are going to help them to thrive. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I love know, a solid okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have nothing to add to that. That's, that's, that's true. That's yeah. very, very true. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, I think, look, we, listen, when you get that rest, Huh? Oh my God! <laughs> what you know about that bank Hit head? Hit shoulders. Huh? Bank head bounce. You showing uh, your age? You aging us? No. It's so, all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. Listen, that podcast hit different when you had a nap. <laughs> <laughs> listen, guys. I hope this was. Listen, we're sharing our life experiences out here. Um, to all my black women and black men out there, right? I'm sure you guys all have your own stories about, you know, mild, subtle disregard and racism um, and how, you know, just the hindsight of it all and how we're always looked at as the antagonist of the story. And I hope that as you listen to anecdotes that like the ones we share today and as you share and Um, take your children and your loved ones through life experiences that you make these things obvious but don't let them be a burden awareness is a hundred percent necessary we need to face these things head on we have to just like jay did we have to talk to these people and make them highly aware because like like he was they will be extremely apologetic because again it's just complete disregard but let's work more in our own community to make sure that we are taking care of one another uplifting each other um and make sure you're the only way you can do that is if you work out and eat right everything starts with your health <laughs> spoiler alert you still you still gotta get in that kitchen and oh, get, you do work to do that on wendy's oh no 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 nah you can't yeah, put on the all black and the beret with the power fist in the air no. and dealing with obesity and type 2 diabetes and hypertension so if you're gonna stand for something you got to be able to stand for a long time so your knees can't be bad you're gonna have to say the uh place by yourself you you done with me today? Yes, absolutely. It's time to wrap it up, ain't it? You're going to stand for something. <laughs> to for a long time. It was that, what? what? Nothing. Nah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Forget it. You didn't 
Jay, remember that blog post I wrote? Oh, oh that was my favorite. I remember. <laughs> what did I say? I said, how we going to fight the fight if the only you thing they got to do to take us out is... Um, is make the elevator, de- deactivate the elevator. Deactivate the elevator? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it. What you going to do when, when you got to take steps? Nothing. The, 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 the revolution is over. <laughs> the revolution Go is over. Go to the pledge. I, I am. take it. If all they got to do to defeat us is deactivate the elevator, and that's a problem. Tell me. <laughs> find a lie. Okay. Okay. I was just. I, can't. I was trying to see something. Okay. Let's wrap it up because she been out of control today. <laughs> no, you always got to put on somebody. Oh else. yeah, that ain't never you. <laughs> I, the Black Health Academy, pledge to honor my mind and body with, with nourishment, movement, and, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. Talk to you guys in a few weeks. Peace.